Jesus' name. Bishop Chester Wright, and this is the video teaching series, The Biblical Principles Governing the Eyes. This is lesson number 29. And uh, it's a little bit of a summary lesson in a sense. Uh, Everything that we have considered in these lessons clearly identify both, here's the title, the power and the weakness of our eyes. Everything we've done is the Holy Ghost is trying to identify to us both the power of the eye and the weakness of the eye. God is a spirit. No matter how powerful our eyes are, God is a spirit. John 4, 24. As a spirit, he is invisible to man. The scripture says, no man hath seen God at any time. So the only way that we've ever been able to see God is in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, according to Paul in Colossians. The problem is this. Any attempt by man to have any other visible image of God is idolatry. Notice notice the emphasis the Lord puts on this in uh, the Ten Commandments. Exodus 20, starting with verse 2, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Okay, but then he didn't stop there. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. And he didn't finish that. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord thy God, I the Lord thy God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Now, the Lord is, can I boil this down? Okay, if not trying to do any damage to the word of God, just trying to make this statement to us today in a very succinct way. The Lord warns us, take heed how we use our eyes. Because today, back way, way back then, they would actually create a statue and temples to those statues and they'd worship those statues. But we're much more sophisticated today. We have made all kind of things into idols. We have so many images. And the scripture talks about graven images. In other words, it wasn't a figment of their imagination. It was something they could see. They wanted something they could give their time to. They wanted something they could worship. They wanted something they could see. Well, today we have no shortage of things that we can see and that we can worship. This is an important point that's been made several times through this entire series. I cannot see, I cannot separate what I see from what I worship. I cannot separate what I see 
from what I worship. Deuteronomy 4, 9 says it this way, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, the good things of God. And lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. So take heed to yourself that you you don't let your soul forget the good things you have seen. God has shown us good things, all the way from a sunrise or a sunset to a brand new baby, the beauty of a, a baby, all the way to a brand new newborn baby and watch that cloud leave their face and the brightness of the sun come upon them as their face shines in joy after they receive the Holy Ghost. The joy of somebody that was healed or afflicted, uh, that was uh, sick or afflicted being healed. Our eyes have seen those things. Seeing the person that was like the demoniac out of their minds, that God delivers them and they are in their right minds. Don't forget what you've seen. Don't forget what you've seen because if you forget what you've seen, you're, you will depart. Your heart will depart all from, lest they depart from your heart. If you forget them, they depart from your heart all the days of your life. But we're supposed to teach them to our sons and daughters. Who failed after Joshua died? Who had failed while Joshua was alive? That the, another generation that could rise up that, that knew not God. How do you follow, how does Moses do what he did and Joshua follow Moses and then all that God did even in that first generation after Joshua? How could all that happen? And then a generation rise up that not, didn't even know God? How? How quickly it happened. Moses' first generation, Joshua's second generation, the generation after uh, Joshua, and then they didn't know God. Just four generations, and it obviously began in the third generation. How, how can that happen? Because they forgot what God had let them see. Deuteronomy 4, 23 says, 23 says, Take heed unto yourselves, lest your soul forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you, and make you a graven image, something that can be seen, or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. Take heed to yourself. Take heed. This is the same chapter as the previous verse I read. Deuteronomy 4, 9 is the one I've read before. Deuteronomy 4, 23 is the same chapter. God is warning the people of God. Don't forget the good things I've shown you, and don't replace what I've shown you with graven images, things that you can see with your natural eyes. Don't give up what you've been able to see with your spiritual eyes for what you have you can see with your natural eyes. Or let's go the other way since I've been doing this the whole time. Don't give up what you can see with your spiritual eyes for what you can see with your natural eyes. Don't give it up because you won't like the outcome of it. You won't like the outcome of it. Luke 11, verse 34 says this, The light of the body is the eye, therefore when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, the body is full of darkness. Take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Take heed that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If the whole body therefore be full of light, having no part dark, 
the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of the candle doth give thee light. Now, later, the next chapter, Luke chapter 12, verse 15, the Lord says, He said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. What is covetousness? Covetousness. What we see and then desire. So he said, take heed and beware of covetousness. covetousness. For a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. A man's life consisteth not with all that he's acquired that he looked at and desired. That is not what life is about. It is this propensity to worship what we see that often even causes believers to begin to worship the blessings of God instead of the God of the blessings. When this God that we cannot see, who is everywhere with us all the time, when when he gives us a blessing that we can see, if we substitute our devotion and focus that we're supposed to have on God and we give it to this thing that God gave us, even though this is a blessing from God, if we, re- if we give devotion to it and give our time to it and no longer have as much time for God, this is idolatry. I know people that, you know, God gave them an RV or God gave them a boat or God gave them this one or the other and, and you know, they don't have any problem skipping the things of God to participate with what God gave them. I know people that God have given, has given businesses to, prosperous businesses, but they gave, God gave the business, but they gave so much of themselves to the business, they didn't have time for God anymore. Beware when your blessing becomes your idol. Beware. Beware. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 16, and also verses 25 and 26, God gave specific instructions to Israel for entering into the promised land. Listen to this. Deuteronomy 7, 16. And thou shalt consume all the people which the Lord thy God shall deliver thee. Thine eye shall have no pity upon them. Neither shalt thou serve their gods, for that will be a snare unto thee. And then in verse 25 of that same chapter, he says, The graven images of their gods shall ye burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or the gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein. For it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. It's an abomination. Excuse me, it's an abomination and you'll become an abomination like it. It's cursed and you'll become a curse like it <coughs> if you bring it into your house. But thou shalt utterly detest it and thou shalt utterly abhor it for it is a cursed thing. It is a cursed thing. Now, only a couple of times this time, but I want to read a couple of other. This, these verses are so critical. I want to read a, read a couple of translations uh, other translations for you on these. So the Amplified Bible, Deuteronomy seven sixteen, And you shall consume all the peoples whom the Lord your God will give over to you. Your eyes shall not pity them. Neither shall you serve their gods, for that would be a snare to you. You say, well, this is, that's horrible. Why would God do that? 
Because when you study the scripture, what you find is this. This was God's judgment on these people because they went to such a depth of sin, there was no way to redeem them from it. So he wasn't having Israel go indiscriminately uh, kill the nation of Israel, indiscriminately kill or destroy nations, innocent people. They were not innocent. In fact, in one case, the Lord said, I can't, I can't do this for you or through you right now because the cup of the Canaanite is not full. Cup of what? The cup of sin. So God waited to give Israel all of its promises because it wasn't time for the judgment of God upon the Canaanite because he was still giving them space. He was still giving them space. So he says to them, consume all these people and neither serve ye, serve you their gods. For that would be a snare to you. Uh, verse 25 in Amplified Version. The, the graven images of their gods you shall burn with fire. You shall not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it for yourselves, lest you be ensnared by it. For it is an abomination to the Lord your God. We talked in a previous lesson about Achan, who saw a Babylonish garment, a goodly band of Babylonish garment, and a, and a cache of silver and a wedge of gold. And he saw it and it would, and he desired it. He took it and buried it in the ground in the heart of his tent. It was an abomination to him. Cost him himself and his entire family and all those possessions that were destroyed because he had troubled Israel with his sin. Neither shall you bring an abomination, an idol, into your house, lest you become an accursed thing like it. But you shall utterly detest and abhor it, for it is an accursed thing. It's an accursed thing. Easy to read version. Verse 16, you must destroy all the people the Lord your God helps you defeat. Don't feel sorry for them and don't worship their gods. They will trap you. They will ruin your life. Verse 25, you must throw the statues of their, the statues of their God into the fire and burn them. You must not want to keep the silver or the gold that is on those statues for yourselves. It will be like a trap to you. It will ruin your life. The Lord your God hates those idols. You must not bring any of those disgusting idols into your homes or you will be destroyed just as they will be. You must treat them as the disgusting things that they are. They are to be destroyed. And then finally, the New Living Translation. You must destroy all the nations the Lord your God hands over to you. Show them no mercy and do not worship their gods or you, or they will trap you. You must burn their idols with fire. You must not covet the silver or the gold that covers them. You must not take it or it will become a trap to you for it is detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring any detestable things into your homes, for then you will be destroyed just like them. You must utterly detest such things, for they are set apart for destruction. Idols were objects to look upon, not merely to believe in. Israel's problem, what God warned them against, they wanted a God they could see. They wanted to be like the nation's around them. <laughs> My friend, how in the world can we walk with God and be his children and be the temple of God and have idols in our hearts and our homes? God help us. God help us. 
I am not suggesting you throw out all of your video equipment and your computer equipment and all that. No, sir. No, sir. That's not what I'm saying. You'll have to obey God. I don't personally feel I'm supposed to do that. But the bottom line is this. When I let the content of those things that is not good into my house, I'm bringing a curse upon myself. God have mercy. I, I don't want that. I don't want that on me. I don't want that on my wife. I don't want that on my family. I don't want that on the people that I'm supposed to be leading. I don't want that. This is this stuff is whew, it's uh it can't be trusted. It can't be trusted. So God wants to help us by his grace. How can we destroy the enemy? and possess the promised land of end-time harvest when we keep the adversary alive on life support in our homes and lives. How can we do that? How can we be a part of what God's doing when we have what the world's doing in our hearts that got in through our eyes because we did not guard our eyes? We did not have a covenant with our eyes. We may think that we have control over the world, the God of this world, and his devices, But when we keep him alive in our own house, in our own mind, he has control over us. God help us. God help us. Every single time we choose to go someplace online or watch something we shouldn't be watching, every single time, we've given him just a little bit more room. Every single time. Now, Our loving, wonderful, kind Savior is willing to forgive us. He's willing to forgive us. And he's willing to rescue us out of that. That's called repentance. He's willing to grant us change, a change of mind, a change of direction. But he can't do any of that until we're ready to finally say to him, Deliver me, Father, whatever it takes, whatever the cost is. Look at everything and say, you want it, you got it. Everything. Everything. But you, you, you know what that cost? You know what I paid for that? Yeah, I know. Sad, isn't it? Sad that I spent so much money to put something that's a trap in front of my face. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So... The point here is this. I need to let the Lord help me to be free from all idolatry. Just as Israel rose up and became a mighty people in Egypt, so will the spirits of this world in our own lives when we allow their influence in us to live. It is time to pluck some things out of our lives. It's time. God has been speaking to you in these lessons. Only you know what he's saying to you. Only you know where those open doors are for your eyes to lead you down the wrong path in your house, your home, your life, your family. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. So it's time to do that. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, help us, Father. Help me. Help those that are watching here. To want to have a home free of all idolatry. A place where your peace abides, your spirit is manifested, where the joy of the Lord is, 
where there's harmony and unity and no strife and envy and jealousy that's introduced into us and, and stirred in us by what we see that we shouldn't be seeing. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let every home be delivered of the possibility of fornication and adultery so that there would not be husbands and wives harmed and wronged and so there would be children who are not harmed and wronged because of these acts among us. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, God give us the soberness and the fear of the Lord to realize that we have opened doors in our homes to our children. We may be able to control these things, but can our children control them? And are we controlling our children's use of these things? Lord, help us, help us. We do not want the judgment of God upon the idolatry in our home and our family under the third and fourth generation. Deliver us, Father, and help us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name I pray. God bless you.